fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Welcome to F Triple G BT. Now, this is the show that takes your favorite fictional science and technology and we make it a reality. Who is this we? We are the Brain Trust. I am the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. With me, physics phenom, Dr. Michael Denon. Great to be here, Dan. I think our listeners are going to love this episode because, you know, we usually take fictional technology. I think we're going to focus a little close to reality for them today, but I think they're going to like it. Uh Oh, hope we don't get too close for comfort. Reality can sometimes be a harsh thing for people to deal with. God knows I know that, but I think we're going to give it to them in a delicate way that may improve their lives from what I understand. And if there's one person who can improve anyone's life, that's our enigmatic engineer, Ben Siebser. Ben, where are you recording from this week? Well, Dan, I'm all about improving lives. That's why today I've come to this Borg Cube to learn all about their amazing cyborg implants. And I can't wait to bring all of this stuff back to Earth so we can make bring about a new era of medical technology. Well, you know, Ben, speaking of medical technology, something I think our listeners don't really know much about me personally, because you don't get to see it on the show, is the fact that I actually need glasses. Oh, oh wow! There you all are! Oh. <laughs> you know, usually oh. when we're recording this... Who invited the grandpa? I can't see anyone. <laughs> you know, which makes this even more impressive, what we do on this show. Um, so I have a question for you all. You know, as, as age intrudes on me, and as the, you know, patriarch of this group, the elder, so to speak, not quite the analytical mastermind, it's a different thing. The elder brings Absolutely. wisdom and, and authority sure. with them. But I am intrigued. You know, how do I do things like make my eyes better, Dan and Ben? Right? Like, that's a basic question. Our, our senses start to go as we get old. Um, you know, sometimes it's hearing, sometimes it's eyesight. Um, I've never really noticed the sense of smell or taste, so I'm not worried about those. But, you know, <laughs> what would you do if you wanted to fix someone's eyes? I bet Ben or Dan, who wants to go first here? Dan, I think you've got something for me. Well, I do. You know, that's an interesting question because as we all make the slow march towards death, we all, and we get to a certain point in our lives and Den and you got one foot in the grave, so you might be there already. We start to wonder, well, how can we reverse this process? Whoa, 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 let's back the train up a bit. And I think it all starts with our senses. Those are the first things to go. Obviously, you know, you're doing this show blind, basically, as you mentioned, no one really knows that. We've got to talk about our eyes, our ears, you know, these are the things that go first. And and the previous episodes, we've talked about robotic eyes that can see like a human being, complete with a bioelectronic interface that, Ben, I know you love so much. But I think, why do you want to be so invasive with that? Why genetically modify your eyes? Why replace your eyes? You know, I'm going to go something here that, you know, I'm normally a biology guy, and I'm going to stick with that. But contact lenses. We have made gigantic leaps and and, uh, and improvements in contact lenses. There's a whole suite of contact lenses with a myriad of corrective capabilities, including magnification at literally the blink of an eye, something that will stop digital eye strain. It can monitor your diabetes and blood levels. It can heal wounds in your eyes. You can even have augmented reality contact lenses. And, you know, as we've seen in Vin Diesel in Pitch Black, he has, I think, a surgical procedure to have different eyes. But I think we can put, we got infrared 
I think we can do ultraviolet. This stuff's just around the corner. Simple, easy. Place it over your existing eye without having to remove it. I think this may be something we can look at in the future and keep those dorky little things off your face, Denon. I, I kind of like that. I'm a little nervous because I, I, you know, putting them in and out. I mean, I feel like you still have to take contact lenses in and out, Dan. There's there's actions, and you know, the other thing about getting old, memory goes. What if you forget? to either take them out or put them in. I mean, I don't know. I like where you're going a little bit, but I have some, some you know, some slight reservations. Um, ben, can you improve on that? Well, see, Dan, that's why you need the robot technology. That's why I'm here on the Borg Cube. You know, the pioneers of eye implant technology, we see them, you know, they have the, I mean, first of all, they look super cool. You got the big, you know, eyepiece sticking out of their head. And they can see all these spectrums. You know, we can get you that ultraviolet vision, that infrared vision. But you can maybe, you know, maybe you don't want a giant Borg implant on your forehead. I get it. <laughs> it's not the most stylish for everybody. It's not for everybody. Some people probably think it looks pretty cool. Um, you know, it looked great on Seven of Nine, you know, once she got deborgified. But, you know, if we look to Star Trek First Contact, Jordy's got his robot eyes, which I'm sure were inspired by the Borg technology, he can he's got infrared vision in there. He's got uh, telephoto capability, all in a little robot eye. You'll never forget to put it on or take it off because it's always in there. It's your new eye, and I think I, I think those robot eyes are the way to go in this department. So, so Dan, do you have something to counter that? Because you know you mentioned biology, and contact lenses aren't quite biology. I was a little disappointed. I was expecting. I know. Are you going to genetically engineer my eye? Or are you going to do some laser surgery? What, what do you got for me? So here's why I'm not, and here's why my approach I think is possibly the best is because what you want to do is keep your own biology. Why do you want to be putting in, have this invasive surgery and putting something else in your face? I mean, look, I can't combat the cool. I will admit to you, the Borg guys are pretty cool. I can't fight that. That I can't give you. But what I can give you is to use your pre, your pre-existing natural technology. Is that that's really the theme of I think any any problem you have. I think I can answer it with that, including your ears. Now, this is one of my favorite things that I found. There's a biohacker named Andrew Pelling. And he has a home kit for regrowing your ears in a Petri dish using only uh, a soldering iron, um, an apple, and uh, a little bit uh, a little bit of genetic material. You can create your a brand new ear. Now, I know this may sound weird, but why would you, you can use your own cells to create an ear? Should anything go wrong, would you not want to use that to both improve your hearing and to replace something you were to lose? I think this is the way to go. Is he creating both the outside and inside of the ear, Dan, or is there not enough info there to to comment on that? Because I just picture like a fleshy part growing and like, you know, yeah, okay, if I lose the fleshy part, I need a new one. But that's not really where the hearing's happening. I'm getting a little nervous here, Dan, that you're trying to sell me something um, that that isn't really an ear that just looks like an ear. I I don't know. Not that I'm suspicious of you, Dan, because you're a trustworthy guy. Sure. Well, I will tell you that I'll try to put pictures up because it is a lot of it is the outside of the ear that uses the apple as the structure to build, you know, the ear around it. And it's a lot of the outside of the ear, but you can build these inside parts as well. I mean, obviously, the ear is one of the most sensitive. It's got the smallest bones in the body. Um, You know, these, you know, we've got all kinds of different hearing aids you can use to amplify the ear. But as far as genetically modifying the ear, there's not really a lot you can do. But should something go wrong to repair it, to make your own parts, this is the way to do it. I think, again, using your own biology is very important. You know, we've seen in the movie Men in Black, as I'm sure that you saw, uh, Jack Jeebs gets his head blown off and regrows a brand new head. To me, 
you know, I'm not trying to blow off your head here, Denon, but if something were to happen to any part of your head, I think growing it back is the way to go. That's an interesting point. I, I, the visual of my head being blown off is a little traumatic, um, but I, I can live through that. You know, um, Ben, I have a question for you in, the, in this tech space that, you know, Dan's comments on ears made me think of, you know, I, I you know, my, my brother and dad both have hearing aids. Thank God I'm not there yet. That, and, you know, they do, you know, the batteries die, they, you know, you know, things happen and, you know, they make weird piercing noises. I would imagine the eyes, you know, also require a power source. Yeah, you know, we talk about it a lot in this show. If I'm going to get those uh, robot eyes from you, if I'm going to get the robotic ear, um, how do you envision the, the power source happening? Where am I going to carry my battery pack? Uh, well, I think, Denon, you, you, you've brought up a good point, And that's why we also have the implantable uh, rechargeable battery. You know, you're going to have... You know, maybe we don't have to implant. Maybe we just, you know, kind of graft it on the back. You know, you maybe you got a little battery pack in between your shoulder blades. Uh, and then it doesn't necessarily have to be. And then there's a couple solutions there. We could put just a wireless charging mat in your bed, charge it up at night while you're sleeping. You know, that's the simple way. Um, but if we want to get more advanced, you know, maybe, you know, if we're only doing robotic eyes and ears, you can probably power that off of uh, motion stolen from the rest of your still fleshy body, you know, we can put some, you know, kinetic chargers on your other joints and then have those recharge the battery so that you're always powered up. And if you, you know, if you stay in a hotel for the night, you know, you don't have to bring your, your wireless charging mat with you. Okay, I, I like not having to carry that around, though. I, 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 you know, I'm a little disappointed, Ben, that you didn't offer me some sort of solar cells on my head. I mean, I was really hoping to, you know, walk around with a solar panel and a board guy. I mean, I just that well, that look seems really good. We could certainly do that, Denon, but you often wear a hat, so I think actually we'd have to give you a solar hat that okay. then uh, wirelessly charges the battery. Sounds <laughs> sounds good. Well, <laughs> well, I I, I love the idea of a solar a solar powered hat. That's great. You know, Ben, you said something here. You said still fleshy body. Well, my goal here is to keep your entire body fleshy, Denon. And you know, we're talking about ears and eyes. Those are simple organs. But let's say you need like you know like Doc Brown in Back to the Future Three. Let's say that you want to go and have a few. You know, in that in that particular movie, he has some organs replaced. He has his blood changed. You know, presumably with some young blood literally that has a lot of the nutrients we've seen a lot of research that shows that young blood has you know has some healing powers as well as, as weird as that sounds but I want to keep your organs yours I want to keep you fleshy Denon that might be a new t-shirt keep Denon fleshy <laughs> and you know one of the things you have to know right now is that just recently I'm going to put an article up on the website uh, now, now, let's talk, now talk about the ethics here Denon this, this may have an ick factor but I want you to know this is where we're going that scientists attached a, a, a kidney grown in a pig that was they attached it to a human and they were able to as soon as it was plumbed into the uh, to the blood system to the circulatory system I think is what medicals what, what doctors call it once it was plumbed in I don't think they use that term either it worked immediately now this you know if you got something you want to replace if something's getting old I don't think you're a drinker I don't think we have to worry about the liver but maybe there's some other things that you know may want to tinker around with I think this could be the way to go it's a way to get organs keep your fleshy denim uh, this is what uh, this is what I like to go it's what I'm going to tell you about well you know I think you're you're right in many respects Specs there, Dan. Um, one thing, as longtime viewers and listeners of our show know, the ick factor doesn't bother me. I think I was the one most willing to eat uh, steaks that were just grown in vats, um, you know, mm -hmm. because as we know, That's right. it's just as natural as a steak grown in a cow because it's all nature. 
the lab, of <laughs> right? You know, the lab or the cow. Um, sure. We're part of nature, just like the cow is part of nature, and so is our lab. Um, but you know, you you know, again, getting a little personal. I showed my glasses. I I have always had minor issues with my heart. You know, this thing tachycardia, where my heart would beat fast. That started in high school. Luckily, not very dangerous. Just kind of can make you slightly faint. Um, you know, but now I, I've developed some symptoms of AFib. The heart goes irregular. That's a bad thing to have. Um, a little known fact, I've actually had my heart stopped and started on purpose um, to, to stop AFib. Yeah, which is, you know, let's just say an interesting experience. The cardioversion, I believe it's called, right? Yep, that's what it's called. Yeah, now you're put out for it. And so I think I remember it, but we can also see past um, episodes on memories. I, I don't know if that's a real memory <laughs> or a fake memory. Um, <laughs> sure. But, you know, it's an interesting point, Dan. What is the difference? You know, you know the, there's this idea of the artificial heart an implant or, you know, a pig heart or another human heart, you know, the organ transplant and keeping the body from rejecting it. That's what worries me. Is my body going to reject these large organs? I'm not worried somehow about rejecting eye stuff. I don't know why. I should be probably. But I am worried about my heart getting rejected. Well, now, before we go on, I want to tell you that with this particular kidney thing, the the, the, the kidney thing, the kidney transplant uh, from a pig to a human, there were no issues of rejection because it is partly the pig was genetically modified. So there is no issue of rejection there. Just an interesting thing to think about as we go into Ben and see what maybe his uh, his recommendation, his solution would be for your your myocardia, myocardia. AFib. I just call it AFib because I A-fib. can't pronounce yeah. any of the other words. For the new heart, we got to get Ben in a new heart. Uh, where are you going, Ben? Dan, I, I love that you're bringing this up, but I think what's important is we look right above me here on the YouTube video. We've got the mechanical heart, and the mechanical heart is the solution. You got way less rejection issues. You know, you make it out of say titanium. Your body's it's going to be inert. Your body's not even going to notice it's there. It's going to pump blood perfectly for you for all time. Uh, And now you don't have the problem. You don't have to worry about that transplantation issues. You don't have to worry about the anti-rejection meds like you do with the biological implant. You just got a new heart that pumps blood and, you know, maybe maybe do something fun with it. You know, maybe put some RGB lighting on it. You get some cool lighting effects. Uh, You know, maybe have it play some music, you know, all sorts of cool things can happen with uh, technology like that. Okay, so, so Ben, you're starting to sell me on the music thing. I, I, I really like that, <laughs> right? That, that, that is a perk. However, I have to admit, I'm, I'm not an engineer. I am a physicist, but I've built enough things, mechanical things to know, you know, friction's a thing, wear and tear's a thing. You know, titanium, I, I get, okay, that's pretty good, but I've watched my Wizard of Oz, right? And the Tin Man, you know, he needs that oil can. He's totally frozen up. Um, how... How, how do we maintain my heart there, you know, Ben, in this mechanical world? Am I going into an auto shop? What, what am I doing? Um, you know, not, don't want to challenge you too much because you've sold me on the music. Like, I'm buying the heart, but I'm worried about the, the lifetime guarantee and, and, and maintenance going forward. As am I, by the way. I think this is, this, is a, this is a good question here, Ben. How do you answer? Well, I think that's the beauty of uh, the heart being a wet organ. You know, the blood is, the, the blood is your lubricant. You know, solved right there. <laughs> all, all set. Uh, no problem. Okay, that seemed a little slick, if I might, uh, you know, excuse the pun. But, well, Dan, what's your counter to that? Is the blood the lubricant, or, or or do I have to go back with this 
um, heart grown in a what were we growing it in? A pig? I can't remember Who, now. It's in a it's in a pig. Let me tell you something. Do you want to be? Here's a question for you, Denon. This is really you got to look inside, right? Literally, metaphorically, and and literally, right? Do you want to be like the Tin Man who asked the Wizard of Oz for a heart and in return got some mechanical cardioid shaped clock? Or do you want to have something that, and it was devoid of emotion. It's devoid of, of the emotion you so desperately desire. That, it, you don't want to be the Tin Man here, Denon. What you want is a real biological heart, one that is beating in your chest, made up of your own cardiac cells. And I got an answer for you here. The, the, the Golden, Gof- Go Golden Gophers, University of Minnesota, they found a way to take your cells, your blood cells, induce a pluripotent state of those cells, which means they're going way back in the type of cell that can become any other type of cell. We're going to take your cells, create pluripotent cells, then turn them into cardiac cells and 3D print you a new heart. If that's where you want to go with this, and if we mentioned in a previous episode, there's a lot of problems with the vascular tissue, all the, connecting all the little car, uh, capillaries and veins, and we got that covered. All this stuff is covered. How about a brand new heart, Denon? One not made out of metal and cogs and oil, that, that you know, snake oil. I think it's probably lubricated with snake oil if I had to make a guess there, <laughs> Denon. Um, what, what do you think about that? What do you think about a real beating heart? That's what I'm, I'm here to offer you. Maybe not one in a pig, one that's 3D printed. What do you think about that? Well, you know me. I love 3D printed stuff. I'm also willing to eat my 3D printed meat, so it would be very hypocritical of me to deny a 3D printed heart. Um, you know, but it, it, you know, Dan, you're a great salesperson. I, I love where you're going with this. Um, you didn't offer me any music, though. I'm a little worried about that. You know, the heart doesn't get any music from your side. Um, and you made one, you know, very very small error. I mean, I know it was part of the sales pitch; it was on purpose. But we all know love is not centered in the heart; it's in the brain. Uh, you know, we've we, we've learned that with modern medicine. But maybe we're wrong, and maybe you're right. You need a biological heart to love, which does make me a little nervous. You know, but the but hearts make me think of heartache, Dan. And, and Ben, and it makes me think of pain, right? And, and, and both of you, you know, we, organs, okay, I get it. And at some level, I, I view there's a little bit of a tie here, right? Because, you know, it's just a part of me. Dan, I know you want to keep me all flesh, but maybe I can give up a little bit of my flesh. I don't know. But, but really, the turning point for me was when I went to the doctor at, a, you know, the ripe old age of, I don't know, 40-ish, complained about a pain, and he looked at me and said, oh, you're just old, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do for you. Well, pain is just a lousy thing. And, and I've, got, I've got a hip injury from when I first started working in my lab because I was smart. I lifted a heavy object in a way that would protect my back. So I injured my hip. And I've had this chronic hip pain, you know, for something like 26 years. Um, you know, a little bit of back pain. You know, wh- what do you got for pain? I don't know, Ben. I'm Dan's been going first a lot. I think there's an advantage in going first. Maybe we can go to you, Ben, for you know, s- solve my hip and back pain. Yeah, Ben needs an advantage here. Let's give it to him. I'm not sure yeah. he's winning this argument. Get it, Ben. Well, I think I think the easy solution here is once something's not fleshy, there's no more pain. <laughs> and you know, we get you that artificial hip, that artificial pelvis, all titanium. You know, no more pain. It works great. Same with the back. You know. You know, that's a little trickier. We'll have to like transplant your spinal column into some beautiful titanium vertebrae, but I think it can be done. And then, you know, if we, you know, back to this Borg, you know, the Borg here on the screen, you know, when we see in first contact, the Borg queen is a brain on a metal spinal column. You know, that's, that's, that is truly your essence, right? It's, it's the, it's the spinal column and it's your brain. Everything else can be robot and you're still you, Denon. And I think we can get rid of your pain if we put you in a brand new robotic body 
no muss, no fuss, and just keep the brain and the spinal cord. So, so Ben, I think I think you're pointing me in into sort of Dan's least favorite superhero, if I might say this. I don't know if it's your least favorite, Dan, but I know you hate Wolverine and adamantium. Like Are them. you going to give me any adamantium, or is it only titanium, Ben? Well, you, you know, I'm sure adamantium. Actually, we know adamantium is probably even more inert than titanium. So, actually, adamantium is probably a better solution. It's stronger than titanium. And because we know it can't be melted, it can't react with anything, uh, yeah, you know, inside of Wolverine's body, which has all sorts of powerful, uh, you know, d- dissolving power and, and a powerful immune system because he doesn't get sick, he can cure himself of anything. If the, uh, titania, or if the adamantium can survive in there, obviously our normal uh, human immune system isn't going to have any problem with it. Awesome. So, Dan, what do you got for me? You're ending my pain. I mean, Ben made a good case here. Just get rid of the thing that causes pain. Yeah, look, I'm sticking with my keep Denon fleshy. I, I think we got to keep that. You can't just start replacing things and going away. You, you're creating a whole new infrastructure. <laughs> well, you're creating a whole new infrastructure that then requires an entirely different set of maintenance. It's crazy, right? Ben says, all you do is replace that. All you need is your spinal column and your brain, and you will be you. But will you? Will you actually be you? I think that's a question. That's a that's a that's a, a very important question we need to ask here. But I've got something for pain. But we're gonna get to the, the big metaphysical questions later on. You want pain? I got pain for you. I got no pain for you. Let me say that. <laughs> let, me, let me say that. Let me reverse that. Don't listen to that part. So pain is obviously it's typically caused by inflammation. Well, I got a great article putting it on the website that some Israeli scientists discovered exactly how the brain can make your body sick through inflammation. They were able to, in mice, trigger a certain neuron firing sequence and inflammation suddenly appeared. Now, what this shows is that in some ways there is a level of psychosomatic, there's a psychosomatic nature to some inflammation, to some pain, and this also shows you how inflammation is triggered in the brain. Now, I don't know what happened 26 years ago when you lifted this box. It's possible that you didn't think that you could lift it up. There might be some psychosomatic element here. If so, and even if not, we're learning how this works, we can reverse engineer this process figure out how the brain generates inflammation. What are the triggers? We can reverse this process. We're on the way there. I think that's the way to do this. Keep the body, keep Denon fleshy. I'm going to keep saying it until you buy it. So Dan, can I throw you a curveball? I'm going to take a chance here. I mean, you know, we're in batting practice, baby. Get me with it. (laughs) So, you know, one thing I've noticed, a theme of, we have many themes for our shows, past shows, but one of the brilliant things we've discussed, and I wish I could name the episode, I know you'll figure it out and let our our, our viewers know what episode to go back to. I, I'm a little surprised you haven't offered me a gut bacteria solution. It feels like my pain might, you know, we know gut bacteria affects the brain. We know it can help with um, the memory loss, which I apparently have because I can't remember the episode we've discussed back gut bacteria, but... Um, can you hit me with some gut bacteria solutions here, Dan? Or is that too much from left field to continue my baseball metaphor? Well, no, let's keep the baseball metaphor because our viewers are going to sit out in the cheap sheets and I'm going to hit one right out of the park. It's going to land right in your lap up there in the last row because I didn't want to mention gut bacteria. It's important. But what this is going to do is transition into overall health. What is the point of reversing aging, replacing things, if if we're if, if extending your life, if we're not going to make that overall health, the overall life you're living 
better. Gut bacteria is a as a great thing. You can we can you know as we mentioned on our our alien symbiote episode, we talked about gut bacteria a lot there. There's a big connection. There's a big nerve that goes from your gut to your brain. There's a lot going on here, and I think you can now. Sometimes you may have to have a fecal milkshake, and poop milkshakes may not be what. How can I sell you? Fecal matter in a milkshake. That's not really where my selling point is, although I think gut bacteria can be altered in other ways. But I got something else for you, even something more simple than that that will affect your gut bacteria, and that is a healthy diet. I'm going to put up another another article on the website which shows that a healthy diet has been proven to be the key to anti-aging. A healthy diet works better at countering the effects of aging than any medicine on the market, any other way. It's directly tied to that gut bacteria. we got to reverse your age. we got to halt the the, uh, the degradation of your DNA, and then we'll make you live longer. Because, Denon, I want you to have the best life possible, and that's the way to do it. Well, well that's great, Dan. Ben, what do you got for that? Yeah, well, so for two things first. You know, let's say you want to stay a little fleshy. You know, I, I, I won't say you, you don't... Maybe that's what you want. I'm converting Ben. Uh-oh, I'm converting Ben. You know, keep, you got to keep the customer's interest in mind. And and rather than that disgusting poop milkshake, can I sell you some Borg nanoprobes? Uh, you know, the Borg nanoprobes, instead of, instead of gut bacteria, replace your gut bacteria with little robots. You know, they'll help you digest, do all the digestion for you, but they can do more than that. They can find those diseases and kill them. We've seen many examples of Borg nanoprobes being, uh, you know, helping out your white blood cells to kill pathogens and other invaders in your body. Uh, you know, that's the solution. And they can be programmed, they can be controlled, and they can do what you need when you need it. And, you know, maybe they, maybe they can find those nerve endings and turn them off, tweak them, you know, get rid of that pain. I'm kind of liking, Ben, the, you know, the nano gut bacteria because we all know my big theme is, um, um, you know, man-made is just as natural as natural. And so really, you know, you've got a selling point there. But here's my real question. Can the, the nano um, probes, can they also play music? You can see a theme here. I'm really looking for, you know, an eternal source of music. And I think, Dan, that's <laughs> going to be the hardest thing for you to come up with. I love the fleshy. I love Keep Dead and Fleshy. But, you know, I'm balancing it against music. I mean... And now maybe you can win with chocolate chip cookies. I don't know. That might distract me from the music. <laughs> um, flash some of those in front of me and I get distracted. It always happens. Um, but yeah, I, the, the nanoprobes are interesting, Ben. That's a nice twist. That's a nice little you know, curveball from your side. That's the beauty of the nanoprobes is they are everywhere. You know, They'll take over your body, basically, which is exactly what you want. And since they're taking over your body, they can also go on to your... Uh, uh, audio, aud- auditory nerves, auditory <laughs> nerves. Let's call them that. It's probably there's probably a fancier name, but they'll they'll get on those nerves and they'll stimulate them so you hear the music, and that way you also won't bother anybody else. You know the heart, the heart music. That's for everybody. But when you just want your own music, you go for the nanoprobes and have it play the music right into your brain. No muss, no fuss, and no bothering uh, your neighbors. So, so, Dad, you know, we who knows who's going to win here? It's a close call, but I think we got a new T-shirt, right? The heart music is for everybody, but the nanobots are just for you. <laughs> well, I like keep Den and fleshy, but, but I, I, we I, got I, both of them. Though, you know, we can have people vote. It's like team keep Den and fleshy and team the heart music's for everybody, the nanobots just for you. Right. Well, you know, and, and look, I, I've told you before, I can't keep up with the cool here. You know, biology <laughs> is basic. Uh, it's natural technology, but, you know, it may not be cool. It's the most practical. 
Um, but then and you seem like a guy who wants a little bit of flash and flair, a little panache in your life. Uh, I don't know that I can give you that. What I can give you is the healthy alternative, the natural. In its true sense, what natural means, it's natural alternative. Now, let's say you don't want to go the route of having to you know, adjust your diet. You're a chocolate chip cookie man. I know that. Getting those out of your diet is going to be difficult. Well, there are these new types of drugs called senolytic drugs. And what they do is they selectively kill cells that are malfunctioning. These are the ones that can turn into cancer very easily. You know... This this could be something that that could reverse the the aging process in you. Let's move you back. Let's you know we got to take the dial back a, a few notches on you before we start to extend your life because I think that's the next stage here. And I think once we take the back a few a few notches, we're going to extend that life, and you're going to really like the choices you've made because once you start replacing body parts, Denon, you can't get them back. You know that's an interesting question, Dan. And you also mentioned something here: the turning our life back. Um, the extending life. This is the part, you know, there's been a theme lately in our show, and I think that there's, it mirrors the theme in the movies and TV shows that are coming out now. It's almost an existential crisis over aging, right? And what actually defines you and keeps you you, right? If I turn back my biology, what's happening to me as a person? And and we've talked about it a little bit here, you know, Ben, you claim brain is all I need to stay me. You know, what's really me um, if I, if I, reverse engineer my cells and I'm getting younger, am I still me? Um, I throw that out to the two of you. Um, what makes me me and which way is a route to being me? And what happens if I make myself go back in time uh, metaphorically and become younger? I love that question, Dan. I'm a little worried about it. I'm an existential person. I'm having the existential crisis. How do you help me through my existential crisis? Who wants to go first? Well, I think I'm going to take it here first because, you know, what makes you you? This is an interesting question. There's a guy named Dr. Peter Scott Morgan, and he calls himself now Peter 2.0. Uh, he's, he's suffering from motor neuron disease. So eventually his muscles, all of his muscles will completely stop working. Uh, instead of accepting his fate, what he did is he decided to become a fully functioning cyborg. This is someone, Ben, ben you would absolutely would, uh, would champion his approach and, and his absolutely. decision there. So, you know, one of the things that he did is he had his stomach replumbed so nutrients could be channeled and absorbed automatically. You know, you, you stick in a catheter, you have a colostomy bag to deal with the output of that. He had his voice box removed. Now he breathes on a ventilator. He recorded his 2,000 words so that he uses his eyes to pick sentences. And so when he talks, you hear his his own words coming back at you, even though he can no longer speak. Um, you know, the question I ask, he, he's, he's losing his fleshy bits. He's losing his humanity. With each organ he removes, I believe he's moving one step closer to the singularity. I don't know that that's a good thing. I don't know how much of him is him. He doesn't call himself Peter Scott Morgan. He calls himself Peter 2.0. That's a different version, which implies that it is a, a changes that have been made from the original that make you not the original. I think it's I think it's in the answers right there in the name. But he's still Peter. And you know, the brain is still there. Obviously, your circumstances affect who you are. You know, I, I won't deny that if you have a cool cyborg body, that you're gonna be the same person as you were without the cool cyborg body. But what I will say is that your brain can still be your original brain and you can still think and have that same sense of self. And now it's just adapted to your new set of circumstances and your new body. You know, humans adapt to all sorts of things, not just changes in bodies. You know, if you move to a new place, your, your brain changes, your self changes to some degree by that. And I don't see that as being, but you're still you. And I don't see the body you're in as being significantly 
diff- more different than other changes of circumstances in your life. Oh, an interesting twist there. I, you know, one question in this existential space that I have is, and we've talked about it very recently um, when we when we made our uh, Ten Rings episode, right? Um, eternal life. If you if either of these methods help me live longer and stay sharp, do I start getting corrupted by the thought of power, Dan or Ben? And do one of these keep me more human and less corrupted? Uh, I think that's part of the existential crisis too. What, what do you have to say to that? Well, I think that's an interesting question. You know, with extending life, one thing I want to mention here is that this is actually a topic that is is right in the news. You got a lot of people who are looking into this. You know, some of the some of the t- talk here is that the human longevity can be up to you know, a th- I think it's uh, 150 years. That c- that may be possible in the very near future. You know, uh, there's 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 a, a an article that said that once you hit 110. Every year is a 50-50 split at our current technology. You flip a coin at the beginning of the year, heads you win, tails you die. Uh, it's kind of devastating, but 110 is pretty old. What if we can get that up to 150? Well, there's this is this is pretty incredible. Jeff Bezos, uh, Google co-founder Sierney Brin, and PayPal founder Peter Thiel are all investing in companies designed to extend human life. They hope to crack this by 2050. Now, this may only be available for the ultra rich, so we, we may have to do something about the three of us to get to this point. But the goal, and this is the this is the important part here, the goal is to infuse your body with new cells once the old ones start aging to kind of give you that back to the future to rejuvenation, right? Now, do you want to have your body rejuvenated? Or do you want to have parts of your body rejuvenated with these strange foreign cybernetic parts that break down at a rate that is not equal to the rate at which your biology breaks down? Because you know, as we said, do you want to be do you want to be you uh, you and you for 150 years, or do you want to be you and a cyborg for 150 years? That's really the question. You got to look inside your biological heart, then, and you got to answer these questions for yourself because that's what I think. But Dan, you have to look at society. Everyone buys a new iPhone every couple of years. The beauty of the robotic body is, you know, the new Lake model comes out, you can upgrade. You know, it's a lot harder to do that when you've got this fleshy body and you're infusing all these new cells. Yeah, maybe you can infuse some new cells, but your rob- your your self leg is still your self leg. Uh, but with the cool robot legs, you can get the new features. You can get the new music system. You can get the cool new lighting effects. Uh, maybe you can run faster now, uh, way faster than you ever could with your original flesh legs. And so I think that that constant treadmill of upgrades when applied to the cyborg body is a big benefit uh, in our future. Well, let me say let me say something here really quickly, Denon, because obviously, you know, the, the the cybernetic it sounds like a money pit. If I'm hearing it correctly, it sounds like just you know the Apple buy your new iPhone every couple years money pit. And also to answer your 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 existential question here, if these legs give you the ability to run at a rate you could not run right now or even in your prime. What, how is that you? How is that not someone else? How is that not a robot running? How is that not Terminator? It is not. It is no longer Dr. Michael Denon, our beloved fleshy physics phenom. Well, you know, Dan and Ben, this this is a tough choice. You guys have given me a lot to think about here, and and I do. I, you know, Dan, I I. I do end up often agreeing with you, and I think this last point of Ben's was unfortunately the one 
that counteracted the music point. Ben, I have bad news for you, but you don't know this about me, how annoyed I am every time any electronic thing upgrades. Um, I <laughs> right? still am have I right, Dan? It's exactly you're right. right. I, Keep going, and, yeah. And, but you know what? It's not Annoying. the money pit thing, Dan. Like, oh. the money doesn't really bother me. I hate to say that. You know, it's just the sheer annoyance of having to get an upgrade. You know, I still have my old Samsung Galaxy because... I just don't want to go into the Verizon store. I don't I don't even want to deal with the online thing. And then, you know, you get it and they say easy three-step upgrade. And I just have to share this story. You know, we were upgrading my kids' iPhones and it said, here's the steps. And the steps were not helpful. It said, click here for more information. And you click on the more information. And the more information was, turn off the old iPhone, turn on the new iPhone, follow the directions. I don't consider that more information. You want to deal with that so, with your leg or your heart, then, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, so you know, I'm 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 really sad that I'm going to lose the music, but I really don't want the upgrades. This is where I am right now. Um, but there is, you know, I have to say, there's some beauty to the like isolated select mechanical parts. I'm sorry, Dan. Some of them really had an allure. Um, but I'm going to go back to the beginning. I decided the thing I want most is you said um, augmented reality vision, Dan. I want VR built-in vision into my eyes. I, I suspect that's going to be a combo of tech and bio, no matter what you do. But out of everything, I know it's it's out of the blue. It's the VR vision because um, I played some VR games recently, and I, and I'm going to be addicted. I it's going to be the death of me, but it'll be a fun death. Um, so. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I think it's difficult. You know, this is why I'm not a salesman. This is why I'm the analytical mastermind, because I could not possibly sell. Uh, I have absolutely the, this. The logic then it goes out the window when it comes to replacing your body parts. Oh, it, it's, uh, it so does. It so does. You know what? Something, though, I am reminded in, in this discussion, right? We, we really we, great ideas came out, great ideas about extending life. We still have trouble solving the immortality problem because everything does wear out, whether it's mechanical or biological. Entropy wins in the end. We all know physics is the 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 overarching god of everything in some ways. And and the second law of thermodynamics is gonna bring our end no matter what. And so I like to quote the very wise figure of my father who says his whole goal for medicine would be not necessarily to live forever, but to be able to choose how he dies um, and what kills him, you know, not necessarily to avoid death altogether. So, you know, you guys gave me a lot to think about in this. So interesting, interesting ways forward. Well, I hope we gave everyone a lot to think about because that's what's important. You got to make the decisions for yourself. Uh, you know, I'm not getting any kick on this, but what I am getting kick on are some of these nice little mugs here. You can upgrade yourself with a nice little mug. Soon to be on the merchandise store. That's real water in there. That's not um, nanoparticles or whatever Ben would sell you. But if you want to discuss this further, if you have any ideas you want to talk about on the show, or you've got some ideas on how you would extend life or improve Denon's, we're easy to get a hold of. You can find the show on Twitter at FGGBTPod or on Facebook at FGGBT. And you can even send us an email. That's about as technologically advanced as I want to get right now. We can't include that in our biology, but we got it simple. Questions at FGGBT.com. But you can also get in touch with members of the Brain Trust individually. Dennett, where can people find you? Well, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Just flip my name. It's at Denon Michael. And they can find me on Facebook at Prof Denon Michael. You got to stick in the prof. Ben, where can people find you? You can find me on all the major social media networks at BSeepser. How do you spell that? Spell that B S I E P. S-E-R. And I can be found on Twitter 
at Daniel J. Glenn, on Instagram at the Daniel J. Glenn, and on Facebook at Analytical Mastermind. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, or actually any podcast platform, make sure to rate and review and subscribe. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, and ring that bell so you never miss an episode. And finally, this show contains powerful scientific information that can be misused by those hell-bent on world domination through immortality. Remember, you don't want to do any of that because as we say on this show every week, you want to be a superhero. You've got to resist the temptation to be a supervillain. So until next time, thank you for listening. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glencoe production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. Now, of course, if you're listening to this episode and you've gotten this far, you're going to want to subscribe. Well, how do you do that? We're on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. But if you're not already subscribed to those platforms, I made it easy for you. Go to our website, ftriplegbt.com. You'll find links to those subscribe buttons and also links to our social media, both for the show and for our individual experts, the members of the Brain Trust. That's all right there ftriplegbt.com. And before you leave, don't forget to check out our other episodes. You can find the link at the top of the page for everything we've got, and you'll notice that we've got both a YouTube version and an audio-only version, depending on what you like. We got it for you, and if you do like those videos, you can go ahead and subscribe to those as well. We're on youtube.com backslash Daniel J. Glenn. And once again, if you like this show, you're going to like everything that I do. Go to danieljglenn.com to find out more. Thank you for listening.